0: Hey there, Pump Up Nation! Business Legends is a podcast dedicated to interviewing today's business leaders and entrepreneurs so that its listeners can learn from their successes, pump up their own inspiration, and learn the motives behind the people who make change happen. I'm the host of the show, Reese Arlen, along with my bestie and co-host Christian Webb, say what's up! Not for long. No <laughs> I might have I might have just after 40-something episodes, uh, I might have just convinced him to quit. Today we are joined by a really good friend of ours, uh, Rich Moyer, who has more businesses than I can count. Good morning, Rich. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, man. Um, so I was just reading on the news, by the way, that if somebody's been in your life for four years, it means that they're in that they'll be in your life forever. And you were one of our original guests on Business Legends four years ago. And we've been texting you and bothering you ever since. So you're in our lives forever, forever from here on out. So um, I just want to say, on behalf of Christian and I, congratulations.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how you been, man? What's what's new in the world of Hoppin and the world of Rich
1: Moyer? I probably ignore those texts from here on out. But, uh, <laughs> life is good. Hoppin is growing. So a lot of exciting stuff um, coming up, which is cool.
0: Absolutely, man. So uh, let's, let's dig into it. Um, so Hoppin, Penthouse, um, God, you have so
1: many businesses. I don't even I don't even know how to keep them.
0: How do you keep them on track? Like, what's what's your day to day business like?
1: Uh, it's pretty high level now. I yeah, mean, it's a lot of focuses on hopping Brands. My business partners that uh, our business partner that runs the ice cream shop. He handles all the day to day, and it's kind of free peace of mind for me on that side of things. But hopping is high level, just kind of focusing on the growth and where we're headed over the next three to five years. And and where
0: where do you see that taking place?
1: Uh, definitely with franchising starting, our sure. website getting finished up here soon and ads starting to roll through. Uh, we'd like to get uh, at least five to 10 new franchisees signed up in the next 12 months. Yeah. And then after that, really start to snowball and, and grow quickly.
0: It's incredible. Um, the first time we had you on the show, Hoppin, was it, it wasn't. Brand new, but it was new probably within the six months or the year. Or yeah, something it would have like been a, a year. Yep. Give yeah. Or take. So, gosh, it's incredible to see how things go. Um, you know, it's funny how how memories come back. One of the things that I remember you saying on that show because you had these businesses operating here and there and everywhere back then was that it was all about people. And uh, go figure. You know, you, yeah. you stick with your people. Went through COVID. Um, I'm sure that those were tumultuous times, but we don't need to don't need to discuss those. Um, and now you're here. You are franchising with things. So real exciting time to be alive, man. Um, yeah, I'm already I'm
2: already seeing your work and like in live on the uh, hopping brands on the yeah. franchise. Like I was telling I was telling Rich the other day, I was like, man, I can like literally see you putting people in place right now and slowly stepping back one foot at a time. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I'm watching it happen. Yeah, yeah. And it, I'm like I'm like, do you do that? Zach does that. Oh, do you do that? No, no. Jake does that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, that's like he's a pro at this. Like, yep. I'm jealous, kind of, to be honest.
0: It, yeah, it's incredible. Um, we we were actually hopping uh, for Corey's birthday. Um, I, it's less than a month ago. I don't know. Yeah, it was whenever, but um, obviously I was being Reese and drinking some beer skis and whatever. And and uh, Christian's like, dude, look at this. And I was like, I was like, what beer? He's like, no, the other way, man. And um, so we you know we think about branding a lot even when we're we're off the scene off of off yeah. the clock or whatever but you know as well as anybody business owners are never really off the clock and you know he's he's looking at this uh, there's a kangaroo and a frog and a rabbit you yeah. know and i'm like and i'm like animals <laughs> and he's yeah. like he's like he's like no dude think about it for a second i was like beer he's okay. like come on reese what What do these animals do? And then it just clicked, you know. And for everybody else, you know, that would have looked at that and put it together, that, you know, um, especially in the branding space, been like, oh, hoppin'. But man, so cool. You have that that subtle inflection with it, really cool artwork and stuff. So uh, I I wanna ask you now that you're on the show, how do things like that contribute to your brand? Do you think that they've kind of given it its own unique flavor?
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, in Greenville we have a couple other, like a grasshopper and I think we have like six different animals down there and they're Mm -hmm. all hot. So being able for our franchisees, that's one thing that they'll be able to choose. Like what type of artwork will they want or what animals will they want based off of what we kind of created and if they have some other ideas they can. And then they can make it city specific. Um, I don't know if you notice the frog at Hopin has the crown on it for the Queen City. So I did notice that. Yeah, just the little subtle things that maybe one out of ten people might catch while they're in there. Yeah, um, but it it is part of our brand. So as we grow and go to different cities, they can make it a little bit more tailored to their city to be more in a community. But see, I that think that's in. the
2: beauty of it though, because like the fact that only one out of 10 people see it, the geniuses of the world, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact that we're no, the I ones I thought to, they not were Not the cool. beer drinker? <laughs> not, the, not the beer drinker, no, 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 the genius. Hey, beer drinkers keep the lights on. But but when we see it, it starts a conversation. If it was obvious and everybody got it, it wouldn't start a conversation. Right. Yeah,
0: it, and you know, one of the things about branding is that I don't think that people have to know 100% of your intent, and most people probably won't, won't get it all the way like that. Right but just seeing something like that that has a cool stylistic thing to it, and uh, it's really neat. We've been down to the Greenville one as well, and I didn't notice at that time, but now I kinda wanna go back and look to it. Um, But uh, it's kinda having that consistent brand um, image to it, and I don't know, I just think it's really cool, man. Um, It's really cool to see creative things. I'm not the most creative person. Christian complains about it all the time, but (laughs) um, it's just really neat to see a lot of those things get put together. So. Talking about hopping, um, you're on the high level. How, how often are you in the, um, the, the places now, the facilities?
1: On premise as far as like open wise, rarely ever. Wow. Um, really put a lot of ownership in, in our managers and our team to handle the day-to-day stuff. But uh, I will stop in at each location other than Greenville, the two Charlotte locations. I'm there two, three, four times a week, just in and out. Um, speaking with our managers or meeting, have our team meeting. And then Greenville, I try and get down there once a quarter, um, which is tough. I mean. Once
0: a quarter, once a quarter for a business. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs>
2: not just a business. This is like a like yeah. a two level like yeah self it's humongous 7,700 seven hundred yeah. square feet. Yeah, that's um, ridiculous. I,
1: I, so it's teach me. It's just amazing people. You know, I put a lot of a lot of ownership in their position, not necessarily equity in the company, but ownership in their position to to let them know like, hey, if something happens at your location, I'm coming to you. Right? It's sure. It's going to be you to give me some answers and. Luckily, amazing people. The business is pretty simple to run, which I think is one of the key factors. I mean, I had a construction company that I was doing every single thing every single day, and that's where I kind of learned I need to step back and start to put some ownership in other people if I wanted to enjoy life. So that's really where it came in from was three years of 18-hour, 19-hour work days. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: those get real old real quick, and they age you quickly. It's like you got a double flavor there, too, because it's like not only did you get free time and they to live your life, it also like secretly gave you the ability to invest in new businesses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does open up. A lot of people think, I know my parents kind of that old school mentality, like we got to be here. We mm-hmm. have to run it. We have to cook at the restaurant. Um, that to me is a little bit more old school and you can't grow that way. Sure. And they will always have just one restaurant. Right. Um, I saw if I invested in people and maybe it was a little hit early on, that gave me the freedom to grow and continue to do what I thought was the most important, which was to provide jobs to help individuals and you know help the cities that we go into. Sure. Um, can
0: you think of a, a specific time? One of the things you you said you mentioned there was like if there's a problem in your in your facility, then I'm coming to you. It's not the other way yeah. around. Um, can you think of a specific time that that something like that has happened and how you kind of got through the conflict? If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think I might have said this on the other po- uh, podcast we had four years ago. To me, there's there's only wins and learning lessons. There's never a loss. So being able to go to my manager um, in Greenville, for instance, um, the guys that closed the night before didn't set up everything properly for the next day, and we had a huge event coming in early. Mm-hmm. So the person opening then had to deal with all this headache, had to deal with a scheduled cleaning for our line, our beer lines to be cleaned that never got switched because our manager didn't handle switching it. So Oof. we have a huge event of 200 people coming in early in the day. And nothing is where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So not only does that put a lot of stress on the assistant manager that's opening, you also now just upset a $5,000 event. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's, all right, let's 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 figure out how we can fix up this instance now. So we get you know Ashley, who's our events manager, involved. We get the, our manager down there involved, and we figure out what we can do to make it right. And at that point, it's just, hey, what did we learn from this? How can we fix it? I'm going to the manager, make sure this never happens again, or there will be some consequences. But for the most part, I don't handle things as I'm going at you direct and I'm just gonna crush you with mm-hmm. why'd you do this? This is unacceptable. Hey, this is unacceptable, but what'd you learn from it? And how can we not do this again and learn from
2: it? Yeah, I feel like you can't get any better that way. If you're always beating on people.
1: Yeah, and people don't want to work for you that way. Right. No. Right. I mean it's it, the culture starts at my level. Yeah. At, at the CEO or the owner's level. And you, if you're beating on people like that, they're they're gonna go somewhere else. Makes yeah. me
2: think about the mustache a little more. I must
1: <laughs> ask
0: you some more questions, by mm-hmm. the way. Get this on camera, Kaylee. This this mustache is here to stay for at least another. It's episode. hard to get it on camera, it. I promise. I, I love it. It's gonna be amazing. It's good. it's gonna be a thing. What if what if Business Legends becomes becomes the biggest podcast, like Joe Rogan style, all thanks to this mustache? Uh I'll wear one. <laughs> <laughs> I will
1: shave and leave it.
0: And yeah. There we go. There go.
1: So, so what? What's it? What's it gonna
0: take? What's it gonna take for you to rock a mustache
1: for one month, Rich? My issue is I hate shaving. Like, okay. completely oh, shaving. You could
2: have been like, you have to buy a Hoppins
1: franchise. <laughs> I mean, that I, is one issue. The other issue is once it gets past about where it's at right now. Mm-hmm. I can't, I got to trim it. It uh, just absolutely itchy. itches. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I had that for a while, you know, but you, you kind of grow into it. So um, since
2: I've been a part of your Hoppin Brands process, and just so everybody knows, Hoppin Brands is the franchise side. Yeah. And um, so since I've been a part of like a lot of steps in that, I've noticed that there's a lot of things you have to do to make a franchise worthy of purchasing. And you've done all those things, of course, but like one of the things I've noticed is just getting licensed in all these different states. Yeah. How's that been? And where, where, where is Hoppin Brands licensed now?
1: Yeah, currently there's, I think there's 12 states that you have to actually get approved or licensed in. Each one is different. Some of them are a little bit more in depth, like New York. Mm -hmm. Um, So pretty much Texas, Florida, um, all the licensed locations that we need, Maryland, Virginia. The only ones we haven't done is California and New York, just because they're a little bit more in depth.
2: Austin would be such a good one. Austin, Texas. Yeah. Yep. that's like uh that's like they they say that's like the Asheville and the Portland they're all like they're all like sisters yeah that'd be like right on point it would
1: Austin's be. heavy for us to to get into Austin Dallas I mean just Texas in general is growing rapidly Florida's growing rapidly so any city that state that's growing
2: anybody out there in Austin paying attention
0: <laughs> paying attention Hoppin's coming to you it's so exciting um we we love um both Penthouse and Hoppin um we we find ourselves there frequently um I was texting Rich, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, I guess it's been. Um, so, you know, I did the stand up comedy thing, a failed failed five <laughs> minute stand up comedy, com- Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not
1: going to quit. I'm doing day a lot job. of standing up. Let's put it that I'm way. doing a lot of
0: standing up, yes, and, and holding a microphone in front of my face. But, um, you know, one of the things um, that I've always really appreciated about you is that if somebody comes to you with, with an idea of some sort, um, You'll be like, okay, what's what's it gonna take to make it work? It's not like a, it's not like a, no, that's a stupid idea. It's like, it's like, what's it gonna take to make it work? Yeah. Um, you've done the same thing for us with with ABC Carolinas, where, um, you know, we we approach you with this idea of having some events in the space and whatever, and that was that was the first thing you said, like, what what does it take to make it work? Let's make this happen, type yeah. of thing. Um, what what's your decision making process for things like that? I know you keep things on a high level, but when it comes to new partnerships, ideas, events, so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, a lot of that is just kind of being transparent with my staff and being transparent with who wants to hold the event. But we've always been an open book, and we've always created these spaces for the community to come in and have events. So we've just figured that the best way to do it is what do you want to do and how can we make it happen? And we've had llamas, we've had animals llamas. yeah, at, for weddings at, at Penthouse. So we've, oh, we've awesome. done pretty much... <laughs> The wildest stuff that you can think of. Yeah. Um, but being able to give that, again, give that ownership to Ashley, our events manager, and the manager at each location to say, you know, what are we willing to kind of want to deal with and at what price point is that going to be worth dealing with? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Is, is great. And it also gives them the flexibility, right? If your budget for an event is $2,000, but somebody else's budget is a little bit higher. All right, where can we fit them in that we know we're going to make money, it's going to work for both parties, and this event that's, can pay a little bit more. Maybe that's a Saturday night or a, a Friday evening. But, yeah, just more putting the ownership in them and giving them the kind of the, the flexibility to, to make decisions um, yeah. and learn from it if it doesn't work out. Cool. So we, one we just of the won't things, do that again. One of the things I really like about the Hoppin
2: brand is the fact that you've made such an amazing customer experience, but yet for franchise buyers, it has pretty low overhead. Yeah. Like tell tell us your secret. Like what you got there?
1: No secrets, man. It's just no hard, hard work and finding the well, right. I guess people. now it's in the brochure. Yeah. So what's yeah. in the <laughs> For $50,000 you can get all the secrets. <laughs> nice. um, so that portion of being in the construction world and working like I said 16-18 hours a day and kind of having to be there all the time. I wanted to get into something that was a little bit more of Hands off, but it ran itself Um, and low overhead, low employees. I had 50 employees and over 200 contractors running around when I had my construction company. So, being able to have a tech based, more tech based bar, which eliminates a lot of the headaches, the overheads less, and then your profit margins are higher. So, normal profit for a a keg is going to be 75% typically, but then you're going to have you know, twenty-five percent waste. Yep. Spill. On top of that, um, mm-hmm. given away by bartenders spilling whatever it may be, our our waste is three to four percent. Mm-hmm. So, not only is our gross margin seventy-five to eighty percent, you're also rolling with three percent waste on that, as it goes. So, overall, the business itself is a it's a great model. It's low overhead. The way we've structured our pay structure and and everything in that portion of it. I mean, your biggest expense is your rent and then after that it's just getting people in the door mm-hmm. um, it's a numbers game at that point because once you cover your nut you know everything is going straight to the bottom line
2: yeah and after you measure demographics people will come as long as you put it in the right spot
1: put it in the right spot around other restaurants and bars making mm-hmm. two stories make it pretty that's it. Race
0: said go. <laughs> it's it's an incredible franchise. Um Let's look out for hotels coming up on the skyline Beach. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, make sure make sure they don't get don't get in your way with that stuff. Um so um on, on the subject of, of franchising and, and um you know, keeping keeping low overhead and things like that. Um you know, one of the things that that I've learned, you know, watching your brand, watching watching your uh, facilities over the years, is um, also with with employment and things like that, because yeah. you have to you have to employ, if I'm not mistaken, less people to manage it because they're not actively pouring things and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, much to your credit, is that you know when people get with you, they just stick with you. I mean, you've had people mm-hmm. like. Um, that have stayed with you for years and years and years since the time we did our first interview.
1: Yeah, pretty much our entire staff, uh, management staff has been with me from day one or shortly after that. Wow, that's <laughs> um, <so laughs> incredible. five and a half years. I think the employee staff portion of it, staffing portion of it, you technically need the same amount of people you would need if you are running just a bar. Mm-hmm. It's just a different customer experience. And then it's also the ability to focus, those guys focus on the experience instead of focusing on Spitting out drinks. Um, so yeah, I mean that you. The other benefit is, if for some reason two people can't show up, I can still run the bar with two people instead of four. Right. Or six people don't. You know, six people I'm supposed to have, and I only have four people running. Yeah, up. you're not scrambling as much. Yeah, because it's just that those four people have to hustle a little bit more, and the customer experience might come down a little bit. Sure. But for the most part. There is benefits of the self serve aspect of it.
0: Yeah, um, you know, on Business Legends, we like to talk about innovations, and um, I know that's that's Christian's favorite subject. And and let's try to keep him off the the AR and VR subject this once, but it's tough. Um, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. He'll mention it every single time. How do you how do you think augmented reality is going to affect Hoppin? There you go. There's your question. But um, <laughs> yeah. so you know, I mean, it is an innovative system. You know, you have the self pour guidance system, um, which I'm sure on on the cuff is, is a great um, technology to have. I'm also sure that it has its own shortcomings, like do people steal wristbands and, and stuff like that. Right. Um, so how do, you, how do you deal with implementing this innovation? And, and actually the thing that comes to my mind, when I was at Penthouse uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, I, was, I was with uh, an older lady and she didn't know how to work the thing. So how do you, how do you navigate through those innovational challenges?
1: Yeah, I mean, we used to have an a old system that we actually had to get rid of just because it had a lot of hardware issues, a lot of technical issues, and our managers and staff were spending more time trying to fix it than they were customer-facing. So we went to a new system that was a little bit more bulletproof, has minimal to no problems. Um, so the innovation is, for me, the focus is technology is always changing. Mm-hmm. So if I have this system in my bar, how do, how does it get better? Um, and there's updates like iPhones and Teslas, like things like that. It's AR. But here it goes there it is you got them started oh sorry so the ability to stay on top of it and Mm -hmm. that's with everything not just tech but design and the vibe and the feel Um, we've always lived by we don't have to be better we have to be different and we were different from day one with the technology but we Mm -hmm. were also different with the vibe the decor the two level space Um, and Charlotte there was nowhere else that had that so being different allowed us to be successful. And it's the same thing in penthouse and plaza. I mean, sure, we had innovation with the technology, we were different with our decor, we were different with first to market with duck pen bowling. But we're not in an area that should make that thing successful. Honestly, we've had to work very hard to be successful over there. Mm -hmm. So the innovation portion is not just technology for me, It's, it's how can we be innovative with everything and stay in the forefront of all of that. I just had a hundred
2: million dollar idea for you, and I'm only going to charge you ten percent. Oh God, um, AR so is coming. My math no, really a, bad with this stuff, so yeah. it's probably like ten dollars, like ten bucks, yeah, <laughs> plus or minus. So yeah. for all the hoppins that pop up south, what if you merged your two scoops with the hoppin yard?
1: Yeah, it's.
2: Like rebranded it with the Rabbits? The and issue with our sick.
1: Two Scoops currently with that type of growth is we make everything in Charlotte. So at ah. that point, we'd have to get with a distribution company to actually distribute to other Could states. you imagine if you
2: had a 100 franchises and you had a Two Scoops in, in every, every location? single one. And it was yeah. themed with the Rabbit because it would fit in just fine.
1: Another thing we thought was, or we've learned, is anytime we went to a brewery for an event with Two Scoops, never did well. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Interesting. That is, that's, People
1: are going to drink beer. They're not going to have a super Well, what about
2: alcoholic ice
1: cream have you seen that there's a spot in charleston that i don't know what the name of it is but yeah they do alcoholic ice cream oh god gotcha, you gotcha. i wonder um so you don't like my hundred million so now i'm did. really trying to just ruin people's life just <laughs> hit them with alcohol ice cream beers wine yeah alcohol
0: perfect perfect um you know i i wonder i think about pairing because you know I, you always think about like if you if you go to ruth's chris and get a and get a steak mm-hmm. oftentimes that's paired with wine or yep. whatever you know yeah. Um, if you're hanging out with your buddies, the go-to is probably beer. Um, if you're sitting down and thinking about life, maybe it's a whiskey or something. you right. know like like there's different alcohols for different occasions. Sitting down with my wife might be an ice cream, might be a, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I mean I wonder if there's if there's anything to that. Um, and also, I mean different alcohols affect people differently too. Um, tequila makes me crazy, you know, and then the rest of them just kind of kind of fall in place. But um, you know, I, I wonder if the the alcoholic ice cream, I wonder if that's a little bit more novelty. You know, I've only seen it a couple times ever. Yeah, we and had, one it, we had it, it in Miami. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had it the, the once. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't I, I wonder if it would pair. You know what I'm saying? Because like you yeah. said, like the like the two scoops didn't do very well whenever you went to a brewery or whatever. Yeah. So hmm.
2: um, it's good. It's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. And then so at Hoppin, um, you have a strategic partnership to Hoppin in Charlotte, I should say, um, with the uh, the taco truck. Yeah. Um, so can you um, give shed a little bit of light on that, You know how that partnership came about? And because that does very well. I mean, yeah. it's almost impossible to resist those tacos when you're there. Yeah, some right of
1: here. our core values is is community and then collaboration. And mm-hmm. that's collaborating with local breweries, that's collaborating with food partners, that's collaborating with um, other people that do events, whether it's a balloon person, a catering company, whatever it may be. So that is very important to us in every city that we go to. And that's why franchising was kind of important because you can be a part of your community where you live in. Mm-hmm. The food truck really came about during the pandemic. Um, he was, Taco Rico. he was about to shut down his operations wow. and got in contact. I think he might've did pinhouse once or twice. And I said, hey, ask him if he wants to, his stuff's good, ask him if he wants to go to Hoppin full time. But it, at that point he had a trailer, didn't have a truck that would fit at Hoppin's patio. Mm-hmm. So he was 100% in because he saw the benefit of being in South End and being at a pretty strong location. And went ahead and spent probably forty or fifty thousand dollars to put a new truck together and wow. Got something that fit in that space, parked it, and he's been there six days a week since and
2: probably paid it off in ten days. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I mean,
1: there's days that he probably sells more in tacos than we sell in, in alcohol.
0: The line is always deep. They are
1: good. Yeah. Like
0: yeah. like I love those tacos. They're like,
1: solid. If you haven't been to cutting board on a Saturday or Monday at Penthouse, cutting board is strong. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, we'll have to we'll check that out next time around actually you said Sunday or Monday Saturday or Monday Saturday or Monday okay yeah, um, yeah we'll have to put that on the list to do um, man Rich it's just so incredible to hear um, all the things that, that you have going on simultaneously and making time to come to come see us but you know it's truly a testament of 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 uh, Putting putting energy and value into your people so that you can do stuff like this, and right? Kind of stepping back a little bit and and uh, running things. So so what do you find is is on the horizon for Hoppin Brands? You have you have the franchising opportunity. Um, you know, um, so l- let me ask you this: Hoppin and Penthouse, very similar. Um, what would you call like um, similar concept? Similar concept, yeah. right? So. Um, it's, is, is it kind of like your, your two children? Like,
1: do you have a favorite between them or <laughs> not really? They're For just me, if different? I'm going to go hang out somewhere, mm-hmm. um, I will probably hang out at Penthouse. I knew okay.
2: it. I knew it. I knew he would choose Penthouse. Yeah.
1: Just because it's a little bit more of a laid back vibe like me. Um, hopping is definitely hopping. It's a little bit more intense. Yeah, um, penthouse is loungy. Yeah. Penthouse is chill. It's loungy. There's some games, there's some stuff to do to hang out and I'm competitive. So anytime I can. Jump into cornhole or jump into bowling and yeah, or care. any type of sport. Yeah, um, I'm gonna. I'd rather do that. You can have a party of 100 people. Pickleball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so now, now I'm going to have to beat him in pickleball. Yeah, you're definitely going to lose, Rich. you yeah. got a chance. I've never <laughs> even played, but I guarantee you I won.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, for, for our listeners, Christian and I took up a hobby. Actually, Christian and I took up a hobby of playing, playing pickleball. I think the whole world picked it up by yeah, now. Yeah, everybody except Big. for Rich apparently
1: has picked up pickleball. But didn't you
2: find a video of like the Gronk slamming a pickleball yeah. or something? The Gronk,
1: yeah. There's, I mean, it's they added like five or six courts to our, at our country club. Crazy. Wow crazy
0: yeah um it's uh it's a lot of fun so you know pickleball the handicap is from one to five and um you know christian i've been playing like three four times a week for the past three four months we just joined this league and they're like what's your what's your rank and i'm like man i think we're pretty good you know i think we're like a three or a four you i was know? laughing i knew like, we weren't <laughs> and and so day one this is uh four mondays ago day one of our league we uh you know we're playing two versus two and or across from people and it's this very nice they're awesome people it's this married couple that are in their 80s okay like they're they're old they got the knee braces they got the elbow yeah. braces they're straight you know silver fox hair you know and uh you know i kind of look over at, at christian with our 32 33 year old selves and and uh, i was like man we're gonna smoke them <laughs> we're gonna smoke these losers and sure enough we made one point on 11 <laughs>
2: No, we, no, what's worse is there was five games that day. Yeah. So there was a total of 55 points we could have made, and we made three.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 So we're awesome. So um, we're basically ones. You guys might be at .5. Yeah. But exactly. <laughs> we got destroyed. It was not great. It was not but great. But these are all
2: people who found pickleball before it was cool. Like They were doing it like Smoking three, us. four, or five years ago.
1: 80, they were probably doing it when they were 12.
2: That's probably true. Bill Gates said he was doing it when he was a teenager.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we, before we log off here, um, so um, do you fi- is there anything else on the horizon for you that you're working on? Um, any any well kept secrets, whether it's through people or, or if you're looking at any other concepts or anything like that?
1: Uh, we're obviously franchising Hoppin first, but as yeah. we grow, we'll pinhouse over the next year or so. We'll, we'll start that franchise FTD. So if you open up a Hoppin in Dallas, Texas, you have the ability for a second location to be pinhouse. Very similar to Charlotte, you know, if you want to open up a similar concept, but you don't want it to be exactly the same, to capitalize on that market, mm-hmm. you can open up both locations. And then, if you know, if you want to open up more around the city, you can't. I so never even thought
2: about that. Somebody owning two like self self-ports, but they're slightly different in brand. they get, yeah. they soak up different saturations. And they fit of the in market. different
1: portions of the city, right? Like penthouse Definitely. is great for Plaza Midwood, and mm-hmm. Hoppin is great for South End. I agree. So being able to bring both concepts to a city gives the franchisee the ability to have more than one location, uh, especially in smaller cities. Uh, Bigger cities, you can open up multiple hop because just the growth of it and there's just the amount of population. People don't travel more than a mile. Mm -hmm. Right. So being able to kind of roll that out over the next 12 to 18 months and then uh, we're opening up a new ice cream shop end of this year and... Christmas Town USA, McAdenville, so close to Gastonia and Belmont. Oh yeah, cool. I didn't tell
2: you about that. No, you didn't. He scored a spot in McAdenville. Yeah, yeah, so
1: to tackle that, we are working with the guys from Knowledge Park. We're okay. kinda go of co operating out of the same facility, but it'll be a common area, almost like a like an Optimist Hall kind of food hall, but it'd just be us, it'd be ice cream and coffee. I've cool. always thought
2: there wasn't enough to do on the sides in McAdenville. Like Yeah.
1: Yeah, so there's the owners of that, basically that entire town, have a lot of stuff coming, mm-hmm. and we're kind of on the forefront of that, which is great. And we'll see how the next two years go. If it does well, we'll, we'll stay there. If not, then you know, we'll go somewhere else. But I think the growth in Gastonia, the growth in Belmont, and those surrounding areas, we're going to crush it over there. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. And then we are looking for a spot in Matthews, North Carolina, if we can find something, sure. we'll move quickly on it. And then I'll probably have something in Huntersville off Exit 23 in the next 18 to 12, or 12 to 24 months.
0: Wow. Always, always stuff going on with Rich. Like, you just ask, and, and he's like, oh yeah, I have 74 things going on. No big deal, you know, and just cool as a cucumber, always, yeah. man. You're just like, yeah, I got this stuff going on. Very like complicated, it. simple stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. It is yeah. simple. Everything, All everything is very simple. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, the other other thing we have is, my wife purchased a, another bridal shop in Miami, Florida. Wow. So, lovely bride Miami, and then she has a lovely bride Charlotte. So. Oh yeah, we
2: didn't even talk about your wife. She, uh she owns, um. Lovely bride. Yeah, there's several of those stores, right?
1: Yeah, there's 18, I think, now, Um, but there's only seven franchisees, so most of the franchisees own multiple locations, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, she owns here in Miami, and she's thought about opening up some other locations, but right now, we're on hold. Sticking to the
2: major cities?
1: Yeah, they're all big city stuff. Um, Right now, there's there's nothing in Nashville, but there's a lot of competition in Nashville, and then there's nothing in Raleigh. Um, and then there's some, since she has Miami, she's thought about some Florida locations.
0: Now, how often, uh, real quick on that, On that, how often is she flying back and forth to Miami?
1: Again, great people. Yeah. She's, she might go down there twice a year.
0: Wow. <laughs> it's, we, uh, Christian and I are owner operators and we're, we're guilty of working in rather than on quite a bit, but yeah. um, like I just can't even imagine. I think we slightly broke Rich's golden
2: rule though. Like, yeah. We started a business that's uh, not simple has a lot of consulting to it, you know? Yeah, um, and one day, I'm gonna get past that.
1: Yeah, just let it hit you and you guys go focus on the growth, right? How many more contracts can you sell if you're not stuck doing dealing with me, you know, on the day-to-day stuff of, hey, why isn't this done or why does this not happen? Um, you'll see a, just a change in growth. I mean, if it costs you an additional 50 or $100,000 to hire that person, then you figure out how many contracts do I need to cover that new person. Yeah, and it's then- like a math problem. It's all it is. It's it probably makes you hungrier
2: too, because all of a sudden you're back on the chopping block again. you uh, back to day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, I got to get hungry
0: again. Yeah, the, the thing and that, now you have freedom, freedom at day one. You know, the thing that that um, I think restricts us even more than than um, the financial aspect of it, because of course, you know, you hire more people, you take a pay cut. That's the way yeah. it goes. It's math, you know. But um, Christian and I both really like what we do, um, yeah. and that's that's the shitty thing because like you kind of want to. Um, you, you kind of want to be hands on in some in some things, yeah. um, and then you it's know, my I'm my just...
2: favorite parts the conversations with people like you, like actually yeah. thinking out the path, you know. Yeah. But you're right. If I gave that away, the business would probably triple.
1: Business would triple. You still have the ability to go do that.
2: You're right. With the people we like, we get to
1: choose. That's so. If that's we don't the work biggest with you, difference. It's not because we don't like you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Four years, Rich. Four
1: years. You're in our lives forever. So that's right. you know. That's it. The ability to to grow, but also. Keep your hands on I mean, I still want to go into the bar and I will do stuff that just every my whole staff would do. Me. I mean, I'll go in the office and clean up and make it look better, or go into the back dish room and do dishes. Like that stuff is peace of mind and that's stuff that I appreciate doing just because it gives me away from the just more mentally stressful stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a point where you guys just gotta take that leap. Sure, you love that portion of it, mm-hmm. but if you continue to do that portion, then where's your freedom come in? Right. And you can always do that portion. Yeah. It's like my brother owns barbershops. He has opened up his second barbershop. His goal is to get to a point to where he can focus on a minimal schedule, cut the clients that he knows he's had forever, and just grow the brand, open up more locations. But it also gives him the freedom four days a week if he wants to go golfing or if he wants to do whatever. Mm -hmm. Because he's in a business that he has to be behind the chair cutting people's heads. Right. Yeah. But... He thought bigger picture and mm-hmm. said, all right, I have South End shop. I got a Villa Heights shop. Now, fill those barbers, fill those chairs up and all right. and we did the math on it a couple of days ago. At what point can I step away? Mm-hmm. Um, but, he said, if he, if he was a billionaire, he would always cut hair. So He's not, he's not going to stop cutting hair because yeah, it's his he thing. can. He yeah. it. Um, at that point, it's just, I want some freedom, mm-hmm. but I still love to cut hair. And how, how many do I want to do it a week? I can work seven days a week if I want to. I can work one day a week if I want to.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. Um, well, we got to we gotta sign off here, Rich. Always a pleasure. Uh, Christian, we got to ask our fun question. I don't know. I, hmm. Why do I always suck at this? I'm like the worst at this. We always want to sign off VR? with like a fun... VR, no. <laughs> Uh You know what I'm thinking about, what we were talking about before the show. Uh, the... Uh, always a fun question um, you wait a couple of years from
2: now you're going to be selling tickets to like no. little live shows you have yeah. in your bar like, to people who are already aren't even there I don't know if we talked about it. Watch it or
1: you I don't know if we talked about it or I talked about it with somebody else but I've already thought about a VR situation where you oh coming to happen
2: See, no. I'm it's telling you, the Reece.
1: self-serve wall but you might have uh, you might be in a jungle yeah but you know the tables are there the self serve yeah, there you, and you I can talked about that. yeah it might have been you yeah 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 it would make sense that it was him that yeah it would make we sense. were having a full conversation about you guys this. are ruining it's a my great day
2: idea i think it's coming i think within like five to ten years you're gonna be on the front end of it and it's gonna be great and i actually think it's gonna be our world when he doesn't like this idea but it's gonna to have to be because vr and augmented reality and like the billboards and how you're presented in that area is gonna be like a website today yeah and i think that's like some vision for the future
0: all right <laughs> rich thank you so much for joining christian love give, love giving you a hard time Mustaches next time, gentlemen. Uh, Rich, we'll see you on the show in three years, man. Thanks so much.